0: oh <laughs> back again you like dude what is this, the same episode nah dude yeah I'm recording them back to back because why because my engineer my producer Skyler is coming over and we're trying to you know I had him meet in the alley first of all I had him hand sanitized before he came in he had a mask I couldn't see my kids had to come in here I hand sanitized. Than any, he didn't touch anything that I had. And then I'm going to hand sanitize anything he touched. Like, I'm telling him, you only touch your stuff. Because you know what? Why people are like, oh, you're crazy. You take him. Shut up. I would much rather be crazy in a little tiny capacity that you need to to prevent something from happening than being the one being like, nah, I'm not going to overreact. And then you got the virus you know a month later and your whole family does. Well, you're not going to die from it. I know. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But why take any chance when you don't have to? Doesn't make any sense. All these people who are like you know, you get it. What's up everybody? We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it, baby. We're living. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many things that we can control in this world that when we get hit with things that we can't, that's why, like, so many people are still, like, going, pla- stop. You can't control it. Just succumb. W- what makes us think that all these other people are wrong? Like, why didn't we listen to Italy in the first place? Or why didn't we, like, listen to China in the first place and think it's, like, you know, it's not like... It's not like you know, a hundred years ago where like something an epidemic could go down somewhere else and then never get to the United States. First of all, this is also like we don't even know, like, didn't this just pop up in people again, Jesus. Sometimes I just start talking and I realize I'm like, you don't you don't know what you're saying. Why 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 go on? And I'll tell you, I've stopped that in my life. I'm not gonna be one of those people who's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm still gonna I'll still talk. No. I I don't I don't care. I don't have the energy. I don't need to be someone who knows. You know what I mean? I'm fine being the guy who doesn't know. I'll tell you right up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much. My wife knows a lot more. And she tells me what I can and cannot do, and I just go, "Okay. Tell me what I can and cannot do." I'm totally fine with it. I have no problem with it. I look at a little bit of stuff, I see some stuff. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I kind of understand that. I kind of don't." If I do, if I don't, whatever. Oh, I'm not putting lemon in a in a like a sugared soda. Yes, I am. You know it's a great taste. I, I I'm I don't hate Diet Coke, but I'm not a Diet Coke fan. I like Coke. A lime Uh. By the way, is lime not the most underrated citrus of all time? Hands down it is. What do you have a lime in? Cocktails? Vodka sodas? Vodka tonic? Uh, Vodka crayon? Gin and tonic? Limes. Okay, sure. Corona? Sure. But then everything else? You ever had like a, a... Lime pasta dish? No. You ever have lime on your salmon? Not really. Unless you're going to some cool, like, Spanish influence kind of place. You just never put a lime on stuff. You know what you do? On your tacos. You ever just. Lime on your tacos is unbelievable. You ever be out of limes making tacos and all you have is lemon and you do it and you're like, ugh, that's fine. It's not as good. Not even close. In your guac limes if you're doing lemons in your guac i'm good i honestly i'm good bro that's how street i am you're fucking your guac up with lemons i'm good dude we don't need to talk i don't need to see you you don't need to listen to my podcast i want nothing to do with you if you're still 50 50 in your arnold palmer i'm good bro you don't get it you're a sheep all right 70-30 70-30 Everybody knows that <sighs> This week is all food This entire episode is food Why? Because I love it Um, It is This whole episode is going to be food And I can't fucking wait to talk about it You know why? One Because where I am It's 520 And I've eaten once today And I'm starving They're going to be eating dinner inside soon And I'm not Two I love food. I love it. I love it. 3 A lot of us are going to be cooking at home right now. No one's going out anywhere. Even if you they're like you can still have it delivered or pick up. Why? What you're going to you want to go pick up food from the fucking Corona Corona Cafe? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Let's go to the Coronavirus Cafe and grab some to go food. I'm good. We don't know. You don't know. None of us know why do, people are like. Well, keep on our place. San-. How? What? What's sanitary? All right, you used hand sanitizer. You washed your hands, and then you put rubber gloves on, and that's san- all right. Well, what, did you just cough? Did you have you coughed at all? Have you breathed at all? I have no idea. I'm just not rolling the dice. I'm fine if you do. And and if anyone knows me, I'm a small business supporter. You know that about me. So, God bless everyone out there. This is something else I said at the very end of last week's podcast, which was 12 minutes ago my time because I'm going back to back. The only way that my podcast keeps going and I get people to advertise on it, which I don't know how people are going to advertise now, is you guys spreading the word. And you could be telling people to watch my special on YouTube, which is free. You're not. I think sometimes people are like, well, Jay, I don't want to hound. Pe-. You're not hounding anyone. You're saying. Hey, you know how you're stuck inside for the next maybe four months? There's a great special out there. Go to YouTube slash J. Larson Comedy and watch Me Being Me. Or just send them the link. Send them the link. Email them. Post it on your social media, Facebook, Instagram. Hey, put it in your stories. Hey, friends, watch this. It helps. It helps so much. You could share this podcast. Be like, dude, I know you love food. You're going to love this app. You You dig this guy. Maybe people will dig me. Maybe you're afraid they won't dig me. Is that what it is, you guys? You're afraid that people won't dig me. I get it. Oh, I get it. Whatever it is, share it. But think about your citrus categories, okay? Everyone knows lemon's the king. Lemon's king. No one's turning down a lemon. No one, Put it this way, I live in Los Angeles We have an orange tree I could tell you right now Five friends that have lemon trees And I didn't even think that hard I have one, two, three, four Four of them in walking distance That have lemon trees We have an orange tree I know other friends in the neighborhood with orange trees I know friends with grapefruit trees I know friends with a grapefruit Orange hybrid tree I don't know anyone with a lime tree nobody people don't give a shit about the lime they don't and I think it's goddamn disrespectful because the lime is unreal you know what I've been doing more of because you under I don't know if like it intimidates me when I'm cooking or I underestimate just how flavorful it is zest the zest of a lime the zest of a lemon you know, you just get that you can't get down to the white. You just want to get the layer of the lemon off. Like if you take Greek yogurt or a sour cream guy and you just zest that whole lime in there with a little bit of lime juice, fuck it. Whole other world. You're gourmet at that point. Friends are What is this? Well, not you're not having friends over now, but what is this? Like ah, I zest it in there. Oh, that's unbelievable. It just changes the taste. And it's a little it's just a little tiny extra thing. Some of you are like, what about the grapefruit, Jay? Where's the grapefruit stand? Let me tell you something about the grapefruit. The grapefruit, during what what the 80s and 90s, a half a grapefruit, that was like a that was breakfast for people. What? Who the fuck is like, dude, you know what I could go for? A half a grapefruit. I tried it. I think maybe we've all tried that. You know why? Because we all want to be a grapefruit person. Yeah, you do. You saw it in a movie or TV, someone eating a half a grapefruit in a bowl, and you're like, I think I could be a grapefruit person. No, you can't. It's a myth. No one's a grapefruit person. It's something that came out in TVs and movies, and it's gone. And then they do the squeeze and they do the juice. No. I've tried it. I'm telling you, don't don't get suckered in. I don't know how to eat the grapefruit. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? Cut it up and eat it like an orange? No, you're not going to. They do it that weird way. And there's something fun about it. You get the, you cut in, you cut the piece out of the little sleeve it's in. I'm telling you, it's a trick. You're never just going to eat a grapefruit, okay? It's not going to fill you up. It's not going to satisfy you. So just stop it. Stop thinking you're a grapefruit. You're not. Grapefruit juice, though. Let me tell you this. If you put a glass of grapefruit juice next to a glass of ruby red grapefruit juice, there is no competition. Okay? Some of you are like, it's the same thing. It is not even close to the same thing. It is not... There is no competition. That red ruby... That ruby red grapefruit juice destroys regular grapefruit juice it's not even close it's not even close it's like I will give you another example whatever that shit knockoff avocado is next to a Haas okay next to a Haas avocado whatever this shitty little avocado is next to a Haas you know the avocado I'm talking about you know it The one that's like bright green and it's like smooth. You never like really, what is that? Who is eating that avocado? I'm a Haas all the way. I want the dark green and it's bumply. You know what I mean? I don't know what bumply means. But like you ever have friends, like in LA, friends have avocado trees. and like, dude, I got these avocados. And then they give them to you and they're not the Haas. And you're like, ugh. No wonder why you have them. Because they're not Haas, dude. If you had Haas, you wouldn't be getting rid of them. You'd be eating them. I just want to be able to grow guacamole. I just want to be able to grow guacamole. It's an avocado tree. It's a lime tree. Avocado tree, lime tree. Cilantro, growing out of the ground. Onions, out of the ground. Tomatoes, out of the ground. Salt pepper. I don't know how you grow salt. I think you can – how do you do sea salt? I've been keeping a list of things I'm going to look up. There's a way. There's a way to harvest it. I don't know what it is. I I probably sound so dumb. There's so many people – see, this is where I don't know if I'm intelligent. (coughs) Because it could just be that, like, oh, yeah, you – you don't know how salt is made? Like you learned that in a science experiment in 3rd grade. No, I don't cuz I didn't I didn't know how to learn that. But I'm going to look up sea salt and some stuff from the last time I talked about this. But if I could just make guac. Let me tell you something right now. If you're putting garlic in your guac, okay. All right. If you're not putting cilantro in, bye. You're out. See you later. I don't want your guac. Okay. Now, you might be able to throw in whatever that other avocado is and get it by me. Go ahead. Would you put in enough, you know, salt and lime juice? Go ahead. That's fine. I'm not going to get mad at you for it. But if you're if you're looking at cilantro, if you give me if if I go to your house and you make a guac, okay. And you're telling me about your guac. Well, I mean, there's guac, and there's no cilantro. And then I go, "Oh, no cilantro in your guac." Nah, I don't really like cilantro. It just like gets caught in your teeth. I'm out, dude. I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to. I don't want to. You're not getting it. You can't be a guac person or claim to be if you're not throwing cilantro in there. That's a. This is like where another thing during the the pandemic. The pandemic is like, you know, how like people do, like restaurants do Taco Tuesdays, and people are like, man, I don't want because well, we're gonna do Taco Tuesdays, because everybody, yeah, that's why, that is why, because like then at your house, you're like, yeah, we're doing tacos, it's Taco Tuesday, the kids get excited, you're doing Taco Tuesday, well, my daughter would, that's why, that's when you should be doing more of this stuff, you're gonna be cooking stuff. Making stuff. What are the things you're going to make? You know I made last week for the first time in a long time? Chicken cutlets. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. So I learned how to make chicken cutlets, breaded chicken cutlets, from my buddy's mom before I moved to Los Angeles. It was one of the greatest moments. Now that I look back, one of the greatest days of my life. I was moving to L.A., And I said to my buddy Joe, his mom was off the boat from Italy. She had an accent. His dad did, too. I don't know where they met, but both Italian. They had a great garden. You know, like, we never had a garden as kids. My grandfather had a garden, and my other grandfather had, like, a strawberry patch. And I only time remember, like, it would grow strawberries years after he died, and that was the only... Th- I remember, like, going to my Nana's house and there'd be strawberries, like, over in the yard and we'd just go over and eat them. I-, I mean, I only remember it happening a couple times. But, like, even still, it was, like, the coolest thing. I'm like, oh. And, like, as I got... I don't know when it hit me. Like, because I used to mow my Nana's lawn when I got older. I would go over. My Nana lived next to my Aunt Lil- my aunt Rue and Gert and I would mow both of their backyards and my Nana's front yard. Now, my Aunt Rue was a little bougie and didn't think I was capable enough of mowing her front lawn so she hired someone that would come do her front lawn and uh you know all the props to her her front lawn was bomb my nana she didn't give a fuck she was like yeah come you know she had four grandkids i mean my aunts next door like they were like grandmothers to us too but they kind of didn't have they didn't have to watch us they would though like we would spend weekends my nana had to so she was more you know like your friends that have kids Like you go to their house And like They had this nice sofa And now it's got crayon on it And you're like Yeah well we got kids So we just said Fuck it We're not gonna have a nice You know what I mean It's the same thing with my nana She's like Well I got grandkids And uh, you know Whatever I'm not paying to Fucking make sure My front yard looks immaculate Where my aunt Rose, like You yeah, I don't have any kids I want a nice front lawn But I would go over there And I would mow their lawns That sounds like a weird term Huh I wanna mow your lawn um, And I would do that From like from maybe maybe like I started in sixth grade or something like that. they'd pay me 10 bucks total. I get 10 bucks they'd feed me. My aunt rue would drive over to my town, pick me up. sometimes my mom would take me and then she'd just hang out with my nana while I mowed the lawns. but I would mow both their backyards and my nana's front yard. I get 10 bucks. I'd have something to eat with them and then like a couple pieces of candy or something like that. And there's, like, you know, nostalgia. Nostalgia is just an amazing thing, isn't it? Because even right now, as I'm telling you this, I'm finding myself... I might get emotional here. I'm finding myself, like, in my aunt's kitchen, door open to her porch. They both had identical porch. They had identical homes. Like, it was, like, this street where, like, they came in and built all the same homes. Like, 1940-style homes, It was just like you walk up the steps, living room, dining room, connected, kitchen, three bedrooms, one bathroom. That's what it was. Um, And in my nana's house, it was her bedroom, the guest bedroom, office. And then in my aunt's house, you'd go down and it was Auntie Rue's room, Auntie Gert's room, but it had two beds. And eventually they both just lived in there. And then the pink room, which like where we would stay. Um, and then my nan- my grandfather redid my their entire basement it was like they had a bar down there his workshop, a laundry room a sitting area, like a card table an organ, it was awesome that's like where like when there were family parties they were over there and my nana always threw like a great family party she was a oh, cook and like all these different people would come over we never really had that like once once you're <laughs> once Your mom and dad split, and you don't see your dad's side of the family, and there are family functions. It's just your mom can only handle those four people. We just kind of like started drifting away from definitely my dad's side of the family completely, and then even my mom's side because it was just like too much to juggle. I think I don't know what it was. Um, God, how did I get here? Oh, anyway, I remember like being in their porch, then I can feel. I can feel what the wind felt like, what it f- what it smelt like in my nana's porch versus my my aunt's porch. My aunt's porch was way cleaner. My nana's was always cluttered. My nana was a little messy. Um, but I remember when I would mow the lawn in my nana's. anytime I would get over near that little strawberry patch, I would like always make sure to go around it and like I would kind of like take care of it. I always check it for strawberry. Now it. I only ever remember eating strawberries there when I was like, you know, six, seven, maybe, something like that. And then never after that. Anyway, I used to love going to mow those lawns. And now that I think back, so then when I got older and I was driving, I would drive over there in my mom's car. I'd mow the lawns and then I would hang out for a little bit. And then I'm like, all right. And I'm like, oh, God, there's no better. Like, we, this is something else that I'm just, like, loving about this pandemic. And I can't believe I'm just saying that. But I am I am loving it is that, like, when you were a kid, you the only responsibilities you had was driving over to your grandmothers and your aunts mowing their lawns. <laughs> that just sounds so weird. Mowing their lawns getting 10 bucks in your pocket which by the way back then gas was a dollar a gallon you could fill you know even if my mom's car if i had to put five dollars and i still had five bucks i could go out for like i could go miniature golf and get ice cream with my buddies if i wanted but i just remember like going over there on like a saturday let's just say it was a saturday <sighs> and it was just so simple i would go over there just the driving home with the windows down. I had 10 bucks in my pocket. I felt accomplished. I wasn't worried about what was happening or who was out or where I needed to be. Or as a comedian now, what show was happening, what show I wasn't on, what show I wasn't involved in. Or what show I had to do, what show I was involved in, how well did I want to expect myself to be. Because for me as a comedian, guys... I constantly am like, well, am I gonna crush? Am I gonna do new material? Am I doing old material? Do I have something to work on? Is anyone gonna be there? Not people, but industry. Is this gonna be my next level? I you know, I mean there's those things for me, I'm not saying that's every comedian. For me, that's kind of what wears on me. So, um, yeah, that strawberry patch. We never had a garden. We never had a garden. I tried to make a garden in my mom's back side yard the summer before I moved to L.A. And I rented a tiller and I tilled the shit out of a giant section and I I never did anything. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, what am I going to even do this for? You know where this all came from? My buddy's mom. I'm moving to L.A. and I wanted to learn how to cook. My buddy's mom is dying of cancer. I don't know if we knew she was dying of it at the time, but she had cancer. And I remember I was like leaving for L.A. in in you know what? When this this must have been like in the fall, some somewhere in the fall. And I was leaving for L.A. in January. <coughs> I moved to L.A. in January two thousand, January seventeenth to be exact, January seventeenth two thousand. And so this was 1999 and I'm with my buddy and we're all out one night and someone asks like, hey, how's your mom doing? And I remember like it clicking in my head. I'm like, oh, I didn't even I forgot that his mom was sick with cancer, you know, and uh, he was pretty nonchalant about it, like how he hadn't seen her because um, like he said, he goes, I haven't seen her for a couple of weeks. Last time I was home, I went home to do laundry and I saw her. Now, I was raised by a single mom and I was about to leave her. To move to Los Angeles and even though so many people told me oh you never you're going to come right back I knew I was going and I was that I wasn't coming back at least not until I sorted out what I was going to LA for and I'm looking at my friend who I know he loves his mom and he loves his dad his dad was our soccer coach for a couple years Uh, we were on the Thunder that was our indoor soccer team named Thunder and he would say, he was Italian, and he had this accent, and he would say, tunder, tunder. And uh, anyway, so I said, you know, it like took a couple days, and then I hit him up, and I go, hey, do you think your mom would teach me how to cook before I moved to LA? And he was like, uh, yeah, I think so. You want me to ask her? I'm like, yeah, would you? It's not like, I mean, how do you ask your buddy's mom to help you cook? Like, I didn't know her super well. It wasn't like my best friend. And he didn't, I was living at home. He didn't live at home. I Took me five years to graduate college. Everyone else, I went to high school—excuse me, I apologize. Everyone else I went to high school with, they did in four. So everybody was already out of their house, living on their own, while I was still. I when I graduated, everyone had like moved out to like the like Somerville or Brighton, these towns around Boston or in Boston. They're like living away, like had jobs. So he's living in Somerville. I'm still in in my hometown. <clears throat> he calls his mom. She tells him. She gives him, I'm pretty sure she told him, he told me, I don't know, what we were going to be making and a grocery list. And then I went and bought it. Forgive me if I've told this before because I don't think I have. We made brijola, a gravy, like a tomato sauce for pasta, chicken cutlets, meatballs, and escarole soup. Five things. I won't get into the whole experience, but it was an amazing day. It was a really amazing day. And I learned a ton from her most specifically the number one thing to always clean as you cook that was the one thing that she always stressed was clean as you cook and it's like it's a simple idea we i feel like when you're cooking right You get so impatient. You're like, oh, I gotta... You don't want to burn things, you know? Like, So you're like, oh, I gotta keep an eye on that. I gotta keep an eye on this. I gotta make sure I do this. That's not the case. The more in control you are, the more you see that you have time. And a great way, I have found, to see like how much time you actually have, put something in a microwave for one minute, and then go to the bathroom, wash your hands, hang up a towel, come back, take out an avocado... And cut it in half. And I bet you the the one minute isn't even up yet. You know? So, like, if you have a minute, turn, clean three dishes, and then move on. So, your sink is always clean. So, when you dirty something, it's then clean. If you do that, clean as you cook, when you're done, your kitchen's clean. So that when, excuse me, after dinner, the only thing you're cleaning are the dishes you cooked with. Like, the last ones. Because you can't, like... Cook chicken cutlets And then clean Like Everything else You can Now (coughs) The way that she would do Her chicken cutlets Were the way most people do Is like an egg wash Breadcrumbs Some people go Chicken Flour Egg wash Breadcrumbs Something like that But what Something that I started doing Like a couple years ago No Seven years ago With my wife Six years ago I would do chicken And pork this way Instead of an egg wash, I would do lemon juice. Just soak it in lemon juice, then go breadcrumbs and then bake it. And like the breadcrumbs became like soft, you know what I mean? And lemony is the best. Um but I, you know, she taught the way she taught was like, you know, you do the egg wash, the breadcrumbs, and then you're frying it in oil. Obviously. That's when you do chicken cutlets. And she would also put like Parmesan cheese in her breadcrumbs And maybe some herbs I can't remember I don't have the recipe book with me I should have brought it out but I didn't think about it So That's how we cooked that day We uh, I remember If you ever had Brijola, <coughs> It's like Rolled out meat Like Like a steak And then you put like cold cuts Like mortadella And provolone cheese And like maybe salami And then two hard boiled eggs And then you roll it and then you stick the toothpicks through the hard-boiled eggs and then you bake that in sauce. And I just remember being like, I don't know, this seems like weird. But, you know, I was doing what she did. Her meatballs were amazing. The escarole soup was dope. Can't remember the tomato sauce. But the chicken cutlets are something we always do. And the other day I was cooking, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna... I had like two chicken breasts... And I was like, oh, I'm going to make these chicken cutlets. Because anytime you're making like, and our kids are like, I don't want those. And you're like, shut up. Every time you eat your chicken nuggets, this is what you're eating. It's just like this crazy frozen mass produced way to eat them. Whereas what we're doing here right now is like, they were unbelievable. You know what that frying does? It makes them juicy, that chicken. That's what I realized the other day is like, everybody just wants their chicken to be juicy that's all anyone talks about it's like is it juicy was it juicy chicken is it juicy there's a place in brooklyn if you have the chance <laughs> when when we're able to go out again this place was my absolute jam it's called vinegar hill house there's a little area you know brooklyn has so many little areas well there's an area called dumbo down under manhattan bridge overpass This little area down by the water, like right over, like when you come off the bridge, you know, the bridge is so high and then it comes down. By the time you're getting off, all this other land is here to the river. And so you go down in there and that's Dumbo. And it was like all apartments and there was like a lot of lofts in there and stuff. But there's this little area called Vinegar Hill in close to Dumbo, Vinegar Hill, and we used to go to this restaurant called Freeman's all the time cuz i used to work for the guy who owned it Freeman's and their chef left and opened Vinegar Hill House so on in Vinegar Hill i don't know what's there if anyone is close to there or has been through there lately please let me know what's going on over there because there were all these like commercial like um commercial like uh storefronts you know like you know like those windows that like go in for the door and there's like a business on this side and that side, small business. There was tons of those, but everyone was living residential in Vinegar Hill. There was no coffee shop. There was no like general store, none of that stuff or like bodega, nothing. This was the only spot and it was an old house. The woman who was the chef turned it into a restaurant and it was the only restaurant in the whole neighborhood and their chicken who orders chicken when you go to a restaurant? Nobody. Why? Because you can, anyone can make chicken, right? No. She made the most unbelievable chicken. It was like cooked in a cast iron skillet. And it was so juicy and it was tangy. I don't know what she did to it. That's why you go to restaurants because they're doing stuff you don't even know what to do. You know? That's why you you're, when you go out, you get you get shrimp or you get like... Some something interesting you've never seen before. You get some pasta dish that you could, no matter how hard you try at home, you're never gonna get the sauce the way they do it. You know, that's what you do. Anyway, I got the chicken because everyone's like, you gotta try the chicken, and it was bomb. So if you ever go there, but that's what it was. Juicy, man. You want your chicken juicy. I don't ever know if you really want a steak. You want a steak tender, right? You want it like soft filet mignon. You want how do you want your pizza? You want it crispy? You want it doughy? You want it doughy or you want it crispy? Or can you get both? It's tough. We made pizzas the other day at home. We got the dough. Did it out. Sauce, cheese. And like, <clears throat> I I get the we get it sometimes. We've made our own dough, okay? We've made our own dough. We didn't this time. We got it from the store. And then like it comes in these balls. So then I cut the balls and then I mix them in flour. But now they're off. So like you can't get them circular at that point. 'Cause you'd have to let them sit again. And uh so there's always like a little part of the pizza that's like thicker, and I got that piece, it was my son's pizza, but like he didn't finish it all, and it was the the crust was like that thick. Oh man, not this crust. I'm talking the bottom. It was like chewy, doughy. I don't care. I like thin crisp pizza, I like doughy pizza. I'll eat deep dish, but I don't really you know, people go so crazy. You Chicagoans about your deep dish, have it. Okay, yeah, something different. It is a pie. That is a pizza pie. It's not something where I'm like, yeah, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. Not by any means. But I do dig it. All right, let me not forget what I'm talking about here. Um, about the chicken cutlets. So the reason I wanted to do this was because I have this cookbook here. Okay. It's the Friends of Don Orion cookbook. And the other day, you know, we're on this quarantine. And we were having our neighbors who live right next door. So they're kind of, I said this before, they are, they live, we share a wall. So we're just like, if they got it, we got it. Like, whatever. We're not quarantined from them. They're like our house. And they're pregnant. And so we had them over for a little brunch. we had had this plan before the the outbreak no the outbreak had happened but the shutdown of the world had not and my wife was going to make a quiche she had bought a quiche and then was going to make a quiche and i was like oh let's make a pumpkin bread like it'd be a fun thing to do with the kids make this pumpkin bread we'll bring them over it's just something you know so we made this palm bread and I got it from this recipe book and it just had me thinking about it because I had, this used to be my aunt Rue's, res- she had this recipe book, right? Had this recipe book, the Friends of Don Orion cookbook and I just never knew it. It's like pretty legit cover, right? That looks like, oh yeah, it's like a cookbook from whenever you bought this. No, listen to this. The Don Orion Women's Council proudly, pr- proudly presents the third printing of this cookbook, which contains many favorite Italian recipes. The net proceeds from the sale of this product will help greatly to foster the good works of the Don Orion Home and Shrine. See the back cover. In appreciation, the Don Orion Priests and Sisters are most grateful to the Don Orion Women's Council for compiling this book. Our thanks also to the many friends of the Don Orion and our elderly guests for having submitted their favorite recipes to the first edition of this book. This was just a book That this like This Oh so this is the back cover We'll tell you about the thing So let me just look there Before I tell you about this Alright I'm not going to read the whole thing I might the Don Orion Home and Shrine. In 1949, the Don Orion Priests and Sisters came to Boston with the knowledge that there existed a need to provide nursing and health care for sick and elderly people. In that year, the home first opened with a modest start of eight beds. With community support, a new structure, the East Wing, made it possible to care for 100 needy people. From the very beginning, the concept of providing a home life environment was adopted, and it exists today. In the mid-50s, the spiritual and physical needs of the patients at the home were complemented with two new adjuncts, namely the Kennedy Memorial Infirmary and the St. Pius V Chapel, made possible by the Volpe family. They were doing well. At the same location is situated the Madonna Queen National Shrine, which was also started in the mid-50s. Many tourists and visitors come to view the 35-foot monumental statue of the Madonna Queen, blah, blah, blah. The home with continued support of the community, responded to the need for additional beds in nineteen sixty five with construction of the West Wing, yada yada, you get it, right? <clears throat> Holy shit, that place is big. So that's what this place was. Now I just thought this was a cookbook. It wasn't till like two years ago that I went and read that and I was like, Oh, wait a minute, this isn't it's a cookbook, but it's like put together by like just people who are friends. Because, and then it started making sense. Like I started reading some of the recipes and like they weren't even telling you how long to cook it for. Some would. Check this out. Cope de Aragosta. Those are lobster cups. One and a half pounds cooked lobster, juice of one lemon, mayonnaise, drained capers, salt and pepper, slice of a hard boiled egg, crisp lettuce leaves. You know, the lettuce cups. Rolled haddock fillets. So there's all the different sections in here. It's by color. You got the white pages are appetizers, apps. The pastries are ivory. Fish is yellow. Meats are pink. Macaroni, green. Miscellaneous, blue. You know what miscellaneous is? Candy, pudding, frosting, beverages. Get out of here, dude. This is when you need to start like going in and being like, okay, What are some things that I should start making? First of all, I'm never making a mold. I'm never making a mold. Strawberry salad mold? Strawberry gelatin, frozen strawberries, ripe bananas. I'm never making a mold. I don't think anyone is anymore. I think, are those something that are just gone? Molds? If you show up at someone's house and they got a mold out? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Bean salad? Okay. Ensalada? Eggplant and pimento salad Stockfish salad Some of them are just like These are What I'm saying is This is an, an interesting cookbook to me Not because of just where it comes from But like the idea that These are all home recipes You know what I mean? None of these are like from a chef These are from women By the way Listen to this These are the people who are The cookbook committee Mrs. Frank Michelli, Mrs. Manuel Costa, Mrs. Francis D'Andrea, Mrs. May Gallo, Mrs. Luis Laporta, Mrs. Frank Lombardi, Mrs. Joseph Zona, Mr. Peter Catazzoni. But like, first of all, how old school all these women are like, nah, you don't call me. Like every, my wife gets cards in the mail that say Mrs. J. Larson, which is so weird to me. She gets it from like some people in her family side. Like, look at this breadsticks with Italian ham. This somebody. So when they're putting this thing together, like they're like asking every, all the wives, like, can you guys just submit some recipes? This person <coughs> clearly not a good cook. Breadsticks, right? And then pa- paper thin prosciutto, cutting strips, wine prosciutto strip around each breadstick. That's the recipe. Get w- listen to me. Mrs. Anna Pacini, that is not a recipe. You took tooth store bought things and you no one wants a, breadsticks are a joke. You take your jello molds and your breadsticks and you just get out of my party. Nobody wants that. Again, melon with Italian ham. Cut cantaloupe in half, remove seeds and rind, cut into cubes. What do you think? We're idiots? There's no cooking in here. This is all just serves five? How do you know? Now, Mushrooms by Costa. Anna Costa. Look at this. This woman got her own name on it. Half a cup of vinegar, two-thirds cup of olive oil, teaspoon of oregano, clove of garlic, minced, half a teaspoon each of salt, pepper, and sugar, one tablespoon of lemon juice, one to 14 ounces of Basket mushrooms. Slice mushrooms after cleaning. Combine mushrooms with all ingredients and marinate overnight in refrigerator. Use a glass container. What do you mean those mushrooms aren't by you? Tomato slices with basil. Now, there is this thing that my nanny used to do. She would take tomatoes. She'd cut them in half. Right? Breadcrumbs and cheese with a little butter. And then she'd bake them. Baked half of tomatoes with breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs would get like crispy from the butter and the cooking, and then soft. Tom- I loved them. I don't know what it, I've never seen it. Mrs. Anthony Gennaro, crabbies. Her things are crabbies. Room temp. A jar of old English sharp cheddar. A jar of old English sharp cheddar. What the? F- A stick of butter. One and a half teaspoon of mayonnaise, dash of garlic salt, one seven ounce can of crab meat, and one package of English muffins. Mix ingredients. Cut muffin in half. Spread crab meat mixture over t- over twelve muffin halves. Freeze ten minutes and cut into eight canapes. Refreeze till ready to serve. Broil until bubbly. Absolutely delicious. Makes ninety six. <laughs> Mrs. Anthony. De Gennaro. those sound pretty dope. let me make I'm making the crabbies. We'll come over I'm like, listen listen, listen all right the, yeah, the wife's making the crabbies. We'll come over. We make a couple of highballs that's what you'd have that's what they had back then highballs seven and sevens stuffed eggs with pimento, we get it sardines with green olives. No one put their name on that. Apple tempters does that sound good? an apple tempter, yes, it does. Mind you, it's an appetizer. Two teaspoons lemon juice, two teaspoons sugar, two teaspoons water, two tart red apples, slice of sharp cheese, one celery stock. I don't want to read any more. I love cheese and apple combined. I love it, but I don't know what that celery is. Dried beef pinwheels. That's from K. D'Andrea. A quarter cup Roque- Roquefort cheese, two drops of Worcestershire sauce, two carrots quarter teaspoon grated onion. (coughs) Five whole slices dried beef. Mash the cheese and blend with the Worcestershire and onion spread on each side of dried beef. Roll up as a jelly roll. Make rolls about four inches long and thick enough to be three quarters inch in diameter. Chill. Then cut into a half inch length. Cut slender carrots to an eighth inch. Thin crosswise slices. Stick a slice of carrot and dried beef roll on each toothpick. Place toothpicks in holder or stick into grape into a grapefruit or an apple of some of the base base placed entree. Makes about forty. Listen, who is serving dried beef apps? So you got your banana nut bread, cranberry bread. So like I've done the banana nut bread. This is just what it says. It gives you all the ingredients. It says cream the sugar, shortening, add eggs, beat alternately, sugar and shortening, add all other ingredients, add flour last, grease pan, bake one hour and 15 minutes in 350 oven, makes two loaves. Okay. I get it. Done. Done. Crescent Roll Surprise. Oh, my God. Mix the last four ingredients together. Open the roll. Spread mixture in the middle of a roll. Sprinkle sugar and cinnamon. Bake as directed on package. This person is just throwing a packaged <coughs> Crescent Roll Surprise. You know what the surprise is? Is what are you even talking about? Three packages of refrigerated rolls. Shut your mouth, Phyllis Pause. Don't be telling me. This it's not a recipe. It's not a recipe. See, this is the thing. My mother, everybody famously knows this, claims she's making a sauce from scratch. She's not making a sauce from scratch. She's got four different jars in the trash. She's telling you it's her sauce. And it's because it's handed down from people like Phyllis here who are telling you we're making fucking crescent rolls surprise. You know what the surprise is, bitch? You're a liar. You're full of shit. That ain't your recipe. You just said packages of refrigerated rolls. Make your own goddamn stuff. <sighs> Mozzarella and carosa Easter breads, nah, Italian donuts. So I've made these donuts, right? I mean, I'm, guys, am I going to get through this whole thing? No. You want to know their pizza dough? I've made this dough. It's not great. Third cup of water, two spe- teaspoons sugar, two packages dry yeast, Here's another problem with me and the yeast. I don't know what the difference is the active yeast, the dry yeast, the leave the yeast. I, I, I just, I'm not going out. You want to be able to make stuff with what you got at home. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to go out just to buy the yeast? If I got a yeast at home, whether it says dry or active, I'm just using it. So that probably could be on me, not just their recipe. I'm not going to tell you the rest now because now you're like, oh, you fucked it up. No one's even going to listen to me. Italian donuts. Here we go. Two and a half cups cake flour. Again. Just give me the A.P. Two and a half teaspoon baking—that's all-purpose. Two and a half teaspoon baking powder, quarter teaspoon salt, two eggs, one pint of oil or fat. This is what you're gonna cook it in. Half a cup sugar, one teaspoon melted butter, half cup milk, half a teaspoon nutmeg. Sift flour, baking powder, and salt in bowl. Cream eggs, sugar, and butter. Add milk and nutmeg. Mix well. Add to flour mixture. Beat briskly until thoroughly blended. Cover. Set aside 15 minutes. Drop by tablespoon into hot, deep oil, or fat. Fry one minute or until golden brown. Remove with perforated spoon. Drain on absorbent paper. Cool. Sprinkle with anise, orange, or powdered sugar. Pyramid on platter. Serve hot or cold. These are what I made on Christmas. I made these on Christmas. Now... First of all, who has got so much oil and fat that you're going to dip it so the whole thing can sit in it? You can't. Where where are you and by the way, where are you disposing of your oil? You know what I mean? You can't bake in fat. You got to freeze and then scoop and throw it in the trash or reuse. We have a bowl in our freezer. We haven't used it in a long time. We were using it for a while. But, like, otherwise, where are you getting your oil? I don't know if you just pour it down the drain. I don't know if you just soak paper towels in and then you throw that out. But this is a lot of oil. Like, you, there's got to be some kind of system. Can you just pour it into your, like, dirt? I don't know. But the thing that I never do is I never do the, the you know, I'm not the temperature guy. People are like, well, you cook it till it's, like, 165 in the middle. I'm like, what do you mean in the middle? Like, you know, you stick, no. That's not going to happen. I'll probably cut it open, see if it's cooked. If it's cooked, it's cooked. If it's not, then I recook. Why am I doing that so much Yes. same with you know I'm not going to get a little temperature and be like oh my oils at one i I'm just not I'm not saying you shouldn't I'm just saying I'm not a good cook that way pumpkin bread this is the one I made it came out it just came out way too dense and I just like it's just way too dense and I'm like you know what to be honest with you if she had left her name here I'd like to know who came up with it because it wasn't great oatmeal bread is that something you want to do? Because that's what uh, Madeline Michelli did. She also does a stuffed calzone. Flour. See, she's making her own. Prosciutto, dice, salami, dry yeast. Whew. Cake, apple cake, apple cake, ricotta, Italian cheesecake, blueberry coffee cake. Are you getting hungry? You should be. You should be. I want everyone, I want every single one of you, to bake or cook something, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, tag me. This is the food up? I'll do more. I'll do another food up. I mean, dude, look at I'm on. I I'm only. I'm not even. I did the white section, and I'm like a quarter through the cream. You know what else I got? Blue, green, red, w- yellow. Quick banana cake. Who's who's doing? Banana cake when you can do banana bread. You know what I mean? Or banana split cake from Mary Vincolo. Strain two large cans of crushed pineapple. I'm already out. I'm already out. I don't want your pineapple in my bread. I don't want your pineapple upside down cake. I'm done. I don't like fruit in any of my cakes. Breads. Breads. I do like a date nut bread. I like a date nut bread. My nanny used to make one because we put cream cheese on it. It was awesome. Date nut Bread was the bomb. Don't tell me it's a banana split cake and then the first ingredient you list is pineapples. You, that's not a banana cake. Just get out of here with it. Sour cream coffee cake. Let me tell you something right now. You have got in the title of that every single thing I like. Sour cream, coffee, and cake. Butter, sugar, eggs, Vanilla, sour cream, flour, baking soda, baking powder, salt, heat oven to 350 grease for two pan, bake 60 minutes. I mean, fuck yes. oh look at this. for the filling. Bake about 60 minutes or until wooden pick inserted in center comes out clean. That's how I roll. Cool slightly in pan before removing. For two pan grease, blah 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 for loaf pans. For the filling, mix a half a cup brown sugar packed, half a cup finely chopped nuts, and a half a teaspoon of cinnamon. God damn, that sounds good. Cheesecake, What do you stand with it? You know my problem with cheesecake? It's always too thick. Who needs it this high down here? You know what I mean? It should be one quarter graham cracker crust, amazing graham, and then three quarter cake. I don't need this giant. What is this giant thing? Cheesecake factory, like old Jewish delis, would crush the 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 cheesecake, right? New York, and then then the cheesecake factory just goes overboard, and everyone thinks they got to make this. It's the same with the Reuben. Let me tell you about a Reuben, guys. I don't care if you're pastrami or corned beef; I could do either. Neither matters to me. Doesn't I love them both? But I don't need this. You know what I mean? I don't need a four inch thick sandwich. I want right here. That's what I want. And you know what I prefer? It grilled. I want it juicy. I want that cheese melted. I want the bread buttered. And I want a marble rye. I don't. I'll take a regular rye, but marble rye is where it's at. And let me tell you something else. If you're trying to throw your the hurricane sandwich at me, or you're fucking. Your knockoff Reuben where you're going sauerkraut and you're doing, like, mustard. No. I want the Reuben. I want the Thousand Island. If there's no Thousand Island, I'm out. I'm out. Don't try and – no. Not the sauerkraut. The sauerkraut's what you want on it. It's when they do the coleslaw and they're trying to tell you it's the same. It's not. It's not even close. It's not even a conversation I want to have with anybody. (coughs) And I usually get this upset, guys, but, you know (coughs) – People are always trying to, like, give you something different. Grandmother's Christmas Cakes. Now, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. I don't know what this this is, this grandmother's Christmas Cakes, but we're going to read it. But it's like all these other things in here are all things that we've, like, found a recipe for somewhere. But this, no one put down who did. Oh, kusidata Woo! Cusidata Grandmother's Christmas Cakes. It's a pastry and a filling. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I just saw something in the filling. I'm already out. This is, oh, fuck, yeah, I don't like these things. In the filling, you got seedless raisins, dry figs, orange juice. I'm out. I am out. I, I just know it. I already know. You, you know those ones, like, you ever get, like, a, they do, like, a coffee or a danish and there's raisins in it? Get out. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Fruit cocktail cake I'm already out Lemoncello, Lemon jello I don't know Lemon cake Italian Christmas Eve Fruit roll I don't like a fruit roll I, I don't want a fruit roll Plain pound cake I'm in I'm in Ravioli dolce I don't know what this is Mix all ingredients together except oil and let stand 15 minutes. Heat oil. Slowly drop heaping teaspoon of mixture into oil. Cook until brown. Drain. Cool and sprinkle with powdered sugar. Make sure not to make them too large. Interesting. So it's like a sweet, but they got that ravioli in there in the title. Don't. It just confuses us. Butterless, milkless, eggless spice cake. May Gallo? I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm out. I'm not even going to look at it. White whiskey cake. I don't know. Every time they do maraschino cherries, I'm already out. The biggest myth in the world are maraschino cherries. They're they're junk. They're trash. Brandy cherries, you ever have a brand. Those are that's the bomb. They're the dark red cherries. Like if you get a Manhattan at a nice restaurant, they're coming with brandy cherries. That's what you want. Those are unbelievable. Maraschino are just like my kids won't even eat maraschino you know i'm not saying my kids are now we're into cookies almond cookies let me tell you like one of the my favorite things in the world almond paste almond paste what do they call it it's got a name it's got something anyway it's like so sweet and like if you get an almond croissant that's what's in there it's like almond paste oh it's the best well maybe they list it Six cups of flour, stick of old shortening, three eggs, baking powder, cup of sugar, vanilla or anise flour, pinch of salt, pinch of milk. Oh, those are anise cookies. Sorry. Almond, butter, flour, unblanched almonds. Nope, not even in there. Banana cookies? No. What do we need it for? We got banana bread, dude. You ever had chocolate chip bread? No. Black pepper cookies. That sounds interesting. I'm already thinking it's, you ever had that pasta, cacio pepe, <coughs> pepper, it's like pepper, uh, pasta with like, just like butter and like oil and just black pepper. Three cups of flour, baking powder, black pepper, salt, water, oil. My only concern is this isn't going to be sweet. Make whole, bake 20 minutes of foreign. Has anyone ever had black pepper cookies? I don't see sugar listed in any of these elements. I don't want it. I'll try it, but I'm not cooking it. I'm not going to go take a day and be like, oh yeah, let's make black pepper cookies. You know what we're going to make after this? Dirt cake. You want some dirt cake? (laughs) We're going to make black pepper cookies and then dirt cake. No. If I don't see sugar, I'm out. Bourbon balls. Now, what are we thinking? These are like uncooked, right? Vanilla wafers crushed. Confectionary sugar. cup of bourbon. Corn syrup. Walnuts. I'm out. <laughs> okay. I'm out. Butterballs. All these things are just like, hey, take a take anything you find. Cherry slices, crispy wafer cookie. This is what I think it might be is um pizzalies. You guys ever had pizzales? My nanny used to make. My my aunt Rue used to make pizzalies. They're super thin. Maybe that's what these mix eggs thoroughly, blah blah blah, heat 2 inches of oil, lightly floured. Nope, not that. I tell you what I'm going to do. I got to end the podcast. It's been an hour. I'm not even close to done. If if 10 people hit me up either in a post or in a email or a comment or anything across the board, I will continue this this podcast. I'll do the whole goddamn book because from it it's not just the things I pick up and if there's something in here you want me to either look for or something I said, tell me. And when you email me or comment or whatever it is you get in touch with me, I will respond with that info. Um but I got to end. I love you guys. I hope you are uh I hope you're cooking. I hope you're cooking. I'm going to mark the page on this. You know what I'm going to mark it with this ticket stub from the birthday ball the national birthday ball for president roosevelt at the boston garden north station wednesday evening january 30th 1935 how much did it cost to get in guys what do you think what do you think think a little bit this is the national birthday ball Oh here we go This birthday ball in honor of President Franklin D. Roosevelt Is one of many similar affairs Being held in nearly every city and town In the United States On the occasion of his 53rd birthday The proceeds from this ball Will be used to aid the victims Of infantile Infantile paralysis Interesting So is at the Boston Garden Okay that's huge 1935 so maybe it wasn't huge National birthday ball for President Roosevelt. How much money did they think they were going to make? One dollar to get in. What if 18,000 people show up? We get raised 18 grand? What about, what? I mean, what else? It just says subscription tax free. So maybe it wasn't a dollar, but pretty cool, huh? This is the kind of shit I buy. I bought this somewhere. I'm marking that page. If 10 people hit me up across any form of social media, email, whatever, I will continue the book. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Uh, right now, it's like all we got. We got family, we have friends, and we have our podcast, you know? And uh, I'm nothing without you guys. Spread the word. Tell people about my special. I appreciate all of you. Peace.